Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. We continue all the way to episode 382 of the Five Ish Fan Girls podcast. I am not Lady Thor. My name is Mighty Thor. And if that's still too hard for you, you could call me Dr. Jane Foster. And one last thing eat my hammer. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fan Girls podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like we do with the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany in Belvedere. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Oh, happy August. Yeah. Somehow. Right, today. <laughs> Somehow we, it's already August, or we've made it to August, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Kind of both. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Well, I need to rip off this band aid to do the news, oh. including not one, yeah. not two, but three pieces of 10 o'clock news in mm-hmm. no particular order other than this is the order that they're in our notes yeah uh, especially since we had one last week so, so yeah you know this is four within a week weekish week. so yeah. you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm just annoyed at the universe not that the universe gives a crap but right I'm just again annoyed. we're still going to complain about it yes uh, <laughs> okay so starting with pat carroll who for many of a child of our generation ish uh she is the voice of one of the most iconic disney villains of all time ursula in the little mermaid she has passed away at the age of 95. That's the thing. All these people, nice long ages, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, like none of these are, are super shocking. It's just, oh, like you, you know him from all these things. And, and I don't know, Pat Carroll, like, yes, she was Ursula. And that was her most well-known um role is definitely the one i know her the most from but you she would mm-hmm. always pop up in other um voice roles like uh somebody posted a clip of um a, a clip from the, the garfield um christmas special from years and years ago of the garfield animated series where she played grandma arbuckle and she's just sitting oh that's right in, uh, yeah so she's always sitting in the rocking chair. Garfield comes and sits on her lap, and she talks about how her husband wasn't like very good at being affectionate with the children. But Christmas was the time when he like spoiled them and you know got them all these really good things. And so Christmas made her think of think of him all the time, and it was just really sweet and special. And it's just like, oh, I had almost forgotten about that because everyone's like, oh yeah, she played Ursula, which she, you know 
it is amazing and you know she came back and did it in the um well okay not in the sequel she played ursula's sister but it's basically ursula um Mm -hmm. but yeah like you would you'd you'd hear her voice in different roles you're like hey it's ursula it just Mm -hmm. i always remember as a kid there was a special like behind the scenes making of um of little mermaid um you know it it was it aired the same time as mickey's christmas carol and there was like a shot of pat carol sitting around uh where she's recording as as ursula and she's like in the dark and there's a lamp there and it's like all spooky and stuff and she's doing the the line about um we shouldn't lurk in doorways one might question your upbringing and she has this evil cackle voice i'm just like ah mm-hmm. and like just it's just her it's mm-hmm. not the animation it's just her doing the voice and i was like oh, oh gosh this is scary but it was so good and and that was she was just really good great voice actress amazing did so many amazing things and mm-hmm. i mean bless her living to 95 mm-hmm. that is that is something else but yeah well yeah, it's it hurts. Yeah, maybe uh, take a moment when you're uh, belting out in the shower of the car to poor unfortunate souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sing sing a few bars in, in her honor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> It's on my. I think uh, one of her daughters it's on my show said playlist. Mm-hmm. And one of her daughters had even said, "And to honor her, make sure you have a great big deep belly laugh over the course of the next couple of days." So mm-hmm. <laughs> something tells me we're probably going to be doing that with our later topic discussion. So, <laughs> yay. all right next up michelle nichols famously oh yeah uhura the og star Mm -hmm. trek passed away at the age of 89 again 89 not Mm. bad (laughs) nope yeah and and she was she was having some health issues as i as i yeah she'd had a stroke several years ago and then Mm -hmm. was diagnosed with dementia i think a few years after that so yeah she's been in declining health for a while um so but um yeah you can't you can't talk about star trek and not talk about what a groundbreaking character Uhura was to have a African-American woman in such a prominent role. I mean, when you think of the Star Trek cast, you've got the guys and her. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Well, that was, that was, that was, the, that was the Gene Roddenberry's ideas. Like, yeah. Like, you know, and in, you know, in the sixties, you know, you have, you know, a, an African American woman. You have uh, one, someone of, of Japanese, J- you know, Japanese descent. You have a freaking Russian on the bridge mm-hmm. of all things in mm-hmm. the '60s. So you know, and then you know, there, there's a Vulcan. So he wanted to have 
as many different people as he could as he could could conceivably yeah. have and they just didn't make a big deal out of it. it's like you're just you're there you're there to do the job and yeah and you're part of the crew and that's yeah. you know what they what, what the ideal was of being you know in the future and exploring space it's like by yeah. the, by by now we've gotten over all these things yeah all, the, all the, these hang-ups and, being, you know, being on the bridge you know as far as like mm -hmm. the hierarchy mm -hmm. <laughs> um you know it's it's, it's pretty up there and you know she set the bar for them mm -hmm. having you know a communications officer or whatever title they wanted to give them uh going forward to have someone there who was kind of the person who controlled communications mm -hmm. you know both sending and receiving um instead of just you know like having the computer do it yeah <laughs> so um and then uh yeah obviously her and kirk's kiss was mm -hmm. one of the first it wasn't the first, but it was like the first, like really, like passionate lip on lip interracial kiss on like network TV. Um, so, um, which almost didn't happen because she wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. She was on Star Trek for yep. very long before she thought about quitting. And of all people, it was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. who. <sighs> Thank heavens he had that talk with her. Yeah, oh, yeah. he he was a fan, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and she happened to meet him, and she mentioned that she was thinking of leaving, and he convinced her to stay. So, which is good because she ended up staying, and uh, through the original series, she did the animated series, she did six of the films. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Uhura got promoted <laughs> you know by the time we got to wrath of khan she was a full commander um you know and then even in the post trek years she spent a lot of time working with nasa um and helping to be um you know essentially an ambassador for the space program for both women and uh people and minorities so yeah, she uh, she was a trailblazer. Whether she intended to do that or not, um, but yeah, it's a yeah, and a, you know, it, shame she's gone. But she was not; she's not been in the best of health recently. So yeah. Well, and you know, you talk about her being a trailblazer is just she she just doing her job it wasn't mm -hmm. like she was like oh mm -hmm. i'm you know set out to do these things she's just you know just a regular person you know got an acting job like you you hear like I, i've i've heard her talk in interviews and i think she was at fan x one year just she just seems like such a sweet down-to-earth woman and mm -hmm. just happy to have all these fans and have people to talk to like she's like like if you didn't know it was Nichelle Nichols, you like she she seems like she was just happy to, you know, you could pass her in the grocery store and not have a clue who it was. She's someone's but, grandma I mean, or auntie or something. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> she's someone's grandma and Yeah. So she just I mean she was she's happy to, to do her thing, but she's also just just a normal 
person just happened to mm-hmm. play a very famous role on a very famous show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonna miss her. Yes. Yep. Oh. All right, uh, and last but certainly not least, Bernard Cribbins. Mm. <sighs> that was passed away at the age of 93. <sighs> it, it's one of those that you're like, okay, yeah, it's going to happen someday. You know, it's going to happen someday. Right. Day, mm-hmm. But you do not want but he's to ever well. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's a thing. Because I know. couldn't. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a, it's even he's, a, it's he's... even in Doctor Who. The doctor yes. told him to not die. Yes, <laughs> exactly. He's our space grandpa. Yeah. Although he yes. did say he would he try finally... not to. So he tried. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just glad that he was able to have scenes filmed for the 60th so that's yes yeah. oh my goodness that that was, he was able that's to come something back there mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing so and we do have his voice in some big finish audios mm-hmm. as wolf and then i believe he was in one called the horror of glam rock i could be wrong but mm-hmm. he plays he does the voice of a record producer in that mm-hmm. one if memory serves mm-hmm. yeah and he is also in, you know, you could argue whether this is <laughs> how canon or not. Canon or not. He was in one of the Peter Cushing Doctor Who movies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He was like the not Ian of, of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. The Daleks Invasion yes. Earth of 2150 uh, AD. Yes. Yeah. And I am trying to remember if he read one of the audiobooks for the 10th Doctor and Donna I want to say it was Beautiful Chaos but I'm going to have to look that up to make sure that I am telling correct information so hold on a minute oh it is okay yes he did read Beautiful Chaos um, the, the audiobook which is one of my favorite Doctor Who Yes. Um, novels. And mostly mm-hmm. because it, it, well, Wilf does take a huge role in yeah. in that story. And it's just so sweet. I love it. So yes. if you have not listened to the audiobook, looks like it's about 11 bucks on Audible. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's it's a little bit more than the Kindle version. So, you know, right. if you have, and this one's, but listen bridge, to the audiobook, you should. It's still good. It's still good. And yeah, they also reprinted it for the fiftieth. Um, but that's I mean, right. that's right. Yeah, that's that's not the audio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I found my copy when we were unpacking all our books. I'm like, oh, I love this book. And then I was like, oh wait. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, but yeah, Bernard Cribbins yeah. reads it, and it's cute, and it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. But yes, Wilf, Mister. Yeah. you will be missed so much but yes. we have 
Let's talk about those good memories. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was I mean he was such a good character on Doctor Who. I know. Yes. Wilf was just oh. one of those, you know characters. He was that a, basically was... a throwaway character from the one of the Christmas specials. Yeah. Yes. And yes. they kept him. Yeah. And thank goodness they did. Mm-hmm. It all worked out. Yeah. And he you uh, uh you read like the the stuff that like russell t davies uh, uh yes. posted <laughs> said i think it was he, it, it was his idea to hit the dalek with the paint gun yep <laughs> like, oh that was perfect it's like yes yeah. he showed up to set the first day with a box of props just just in case including a rubber chicken <laughs> <laughs> Because you might need a rubber chicken on Doctor Who. You never know. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Well, you know the doctor. The doctor could save save the day. He's he's saved the day with a kettle and some strings. So why not a rubber chicken and a satsuma? <laughs> right. So you know. Yeah. Right. And, and the reference to rice pudding. So yeah. <laughs> yep. And with Wilf, you have carte blanche permission to wear whatever ridiculous headgear during the holidays you want because it's christmas yes Yes. i shan't take it off it's christmas i think i i think i have a set of reindeer antlers headband that i can wear this christmas Mm -hmm. (laughs) in his honor yes i i have one stashed away somewhere as well so i'll have to unearth it when it's it is that time of year. Yep. But uh, all these great people, all these great actors, we're we're losing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we'll move on to slightly happier things like we now have a release date for weird the Yankovic story mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> will be streaming free on the roku channel come november 4th so uh, i'm excited for that <laughs> it's going to be weird and that's like Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks after al's birthday so (laughs) so that's the nice thing about roku channels they got some good stuff on the roku channel and a lot of it's free so i love the fact that it's going someplace where it's going to be free for everybody yeah roku roku channel is a good one so yeah, I I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be? Am I supposed to take this seriously? No. Or, okay, good, because I no. was confused. <laughs> not okay, maybe not confused, but I just wasn't sure. No, what I was. They what, it, what, think, what, think of what, it as like this yeah. is Spinal Tap. 
Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And yeah. or meet the ruddles. That I can do. <laughs> yes, or the ruddles. It is def- It is poking fun at the industry and at essentially biopics. So this is if like which, considering Python the topic that... and who we're talking about, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this, it, this is not that Weird Al's this is my, this is my real thing. life I, I, story yeah. is not interesting. But it's not ever going to be a Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody type mm-hmm, bio right. movie if they were to do it straight. So <laughs> I find I find myself being taken in more and more by Poe's law as time goes on because there's just some stuff that happens, especially online, that I'm just like, I don't know if I'm supposed to, I don't know if I'm supposed to believe this or not, or if this is supposed mm-hmm. to be a joke, but. Yeah, so I'm like, well, of course the Weird Al movie would be like that. So we'll just we're just we're just gonna go with it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Don't take don't take it seriously. Enjoy the soundtrack. Uh, uh. Okay, <laughs> I can do that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh. All right, and we are in a new month, and we kind of, sort of have a book club update ish is it still broken yeah <laughs> it's still broken yeah so i can't uh, get yeah, into it's, it's good yeah uh goodreads and facebook are having a fight so until mom and dad stop their bickering um, we're you gonna <laughs> i don't know i could probably get into it but and, and do it but yeah so we're gonna get the poll up as soon as we can for for the book club and book of the month um, too because I can't remember what the voting yeah. was because I forgot to check on the thirty first before going to bed so I would have some idea but because Facebook and Goodreads not making nice and nice I couldn't do it and I tried every way from Sunday under different operating systems switching platforms no go <laughs> so I tried yeah. I was about to Elliot Spencer it. <laughs> I'm don't, somebody. Don't do that because we would we would all be sad if you lost your yes your your computer. Yes. Uh, Must be something in the air or something because I'm having a similar problem with Pinterest. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe it keeps trying to log Facebook me in with my Facebook Facebook's... login, which I have not used my Facebook with my pinterest in years it's connected to a different account but it keeps ending up it ends up in this well, I just opened cycle up. of of yeah. telling me it's trying to sign me in under this email address meanwhile i'm clicking on the other email address going no sign me under this one it's like yeah oh, no i don't understand and i can't stop it, oh so. and i just pulled up pinterest and it looks it's all html so it doesn't look very good so maybe they're having other issues yeah. maybe the internet is just broken maybe yeah so anyway we will we will get we will get uh that information up and running as soon as we can Mm -hmm. uh so keep an eye on our facebook page um ironically enough um for those updates meantime we shall meantime 
do feedback. So we'll get some feedback from Shalane. So she says, thank you for the birthday wishes. And yes, I did. Have, she did have to work on her birthday in the rain, unfortunately. Um, but she did get nerdy gifts, including a Funko Pop of Captain Carter and a Jungle Cruise Mickey. So, cool. That is cool. Um, and she says, uh, the, the, what, what she's excited for coming in the MCU is pretty much everything. <laughs> it's like, she's like, what I'm excited for in the MCU is, and then pretty much listed everything we know is coming, uh, for the most part. <laughs> so, all the stuff. All, all the, stuff. the things. Uh, so, um, and she says that the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer made her emotional as well. Um, she says she has a theory that we may see the Eternals again in a post credit scene for Guardians 3. Because there's a connection there in the form of ego. She's not wrong. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Indeed, they're gonna pop up again somewhere. <laughs> so, and someone, yes, <laughs> TBD. It's only a matter of time. So, mm-hmm. considering most of them are not on Earth anymore, it makes sense that if they're if they're not on Earth in space for people like the guardians tend to hang out makes sense we shall see yep um and then uh she has uh oh she then she has uh uh a couple of uh episode topic suggestions um including lilo and stitch which i've only ever seen once <laughs> so oh it's good oh. my mom oh, loved man. it she never saw it but then she saw a stitch on certain ends she's like what's that movie what's that from i'm just like here you go and she fell in love with it so yeah So we might do it. We'll see. Um, and then she suggested an episode of best of the worst films based on video games. Hmm. I think there might be way more in the worst category than the best. Best, yeah. <laughs> well, then maybe we should do the the top best ones because there there have been a handful of good ones in recent years, but there's still a lot of bad ones. So, yeah. I already just, I can already tell you Sonic one and two is gonna be on that list. Yeah. And uh depends on what we mean based on video games. Like how yeah. can like are they just characters from video games or does it have to be based on like the actual plot based around the game? I'm thinking, you know, like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that would that one goes into so bad it's good territory. That is, and most true. of that's down to Raul Julia. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest oh, yeah. here. Yeah. And then, we, and yeah. then if we're going to do that, we're kind of throwing Street Fighter if for anything else. Ming-Na Wen plays Chun-Li. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was thinking so, like, so I was like, 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 Detective Pikachu was really good, but it's not really a Pokemon right. game. Well, that, then there's that, the Dungeons and Dragons movies, but that's tabletop gaming and not quite video games. So, yeah. right. Okay, so and Detective there Pikachu, de- they're actually, yeah, I was going to say, there's a Detective Pikachu video game. It's like very obscure and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, like everybody forgot that it existed until the, the movie came out. Like, oh, yeah, so I guess it is kind of based on. So, I don't know. We, we're gonna have to think that over we would have come to, up with parameters before yeah. we go any further with this potential mm-hmm. plot line but yes it's got and potential it does it does Movies. oh there are some shows based off video games yes that could be a whole other can of worms <laughs> it could be uh yep. yeah if you ever saw the animated donkey kong country oh no yeah okay the the plot the writing itself wasn't bad the animation however (laughs) that left something to be desired yes which yeah that is one of my favorite franchises and it was like oh no this is this is so terrible i'm sorry but it is We well, may have to bring in. We may have to bring in reinforcements for whenever we do this too. Yeah, we got we got we got friends of the show that mm-hmm. might uh, mm-hmm. might they, be they good might yeah they might want their, their two cents worth chime in. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, it's got potential. We'll 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 chew on that for a while, Shalane, and stay tuned to this space. Yes. <laughs> as always so. but thank you as always and yes glad you got nerdy stuff for your birthday yeah. better oh, than getting right. socks and underwear she's not old enough for that yet <laughs> give her another 10 years and then that's then that's yeah and then you start asking for things like nerdy socks and mm-hmm. they don't necessarily, well, sometimes they make nerdy underwear for people our, our age and size, but you can at least get nerdy socks yes. and pajamas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pajamas are comfy. Yes. Yes. I would totally buy, I'd totally buy some pajamas. I've got Star Wars pajamas. I've got Hogwarts pajamas. I've got Corgi pajamas. <laughs> my shocked face let me show you it yeah right uh-huh. <laughs> same uh-huh. thing don't give up the nerd you just find other ways to express it mm-hmm. no. all right well speaking of which uh nerdy things <laughs> spoiler alert from here on mm-hmm. out for Thor, Love and Thunder, and really the MCU up to this point. Um, Not that there's really a whole lot of crossover, and there's not really anything like MCU earth-shattering, universe-shattering in this. Uh, But, again, spoilers, because, I mean, 
there are some people that die and stuff. So, uh, as it does sometimes in Marvel movies. So, so yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder, the fourth Thor movie. So Thor is now the first Avenger to get four solo movies. Um, it is the 29th film in the MCU. <laughs> gracious, good gracious. Uh... <laughs> uh, once again, directed by Taika Waititi, written by Taika Waititi, and Jennifer Caton Robinson. Um, and of course, has Chris Hemsworth as Thor, um, along with. The return of Natalie Portman as Dr. Jane Foster and uh, Tessa Thompson returning as Valkyrie and introducing, well, not that he's new to anybody, uh, but into the MCU, introducing Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher uh, and Russell Crowe as Zeus. <laughs> Uh, so this is essentially two different runs by the same guy, Jason Aaron, um, who um, he did a series, uh, I believe, I don't know what it, I don't know what that particular series called, Gore the God Butcher, and then there's, he did the Mighty Thor run which i remember when that was new and uh people started reading it and were losing their minds once they figured out what the big twist was that it's like oh my god there's this new thor it looks like a woman oh my goodness it's jane foster and then you find out in in the comics and i was under the assumption that they were going to go the same route um with this is that jane uh yes has the power of thor but when she's not using said power of thor she's dying of cancer um so um this is a a fairly new story in the comics you know yeah fairly, uh, she the, this this story came out around the the same time as Ironheart, if I remember correctly. I can't remember which one came first, but one followed very closely after the other. Um, he... Let's see here. Do, do, do. Um, Mighty Thor was 20 2016-ish? Yeah. Thereabouts, looks like. Mm -hmm. so. But he's, he's, I mean, he's written, he's done Marvel and AC. He's written um, The Avengers. He's done Valkyrie. Uh, he's done Black Panther. Uh, he's done Doctor Strange, so um, Punisher, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, X Men. So not new uh, <laughs> to the world of comics. <laughs> so no, yeah. Uh, 
so but yeah um so uh, and then of course uh this was announced all the way back in San Diego comic-con in 2019 <laughs> and then we know mm-hmm. what happened after that uh yeah so uh, everything went kablooey yeah yes. yeah so <laughs> filming uh was delayed quite a bit uh they finally got it filmed last year in australia um and then obviously was released at the beginning of well beginning ish of july july 8th um so that the the plot for this fairly straightforward again nothing super universe shattering as far as the mcu is concerned we have gore and his daughter they're planet has had a severe drought so pretty much everybody's dead um their their race or their whatever is uh you know they they serve a, a particular god um and despite all of gore's prayers to said god his daughter still ends up dying um uh he ends up being called by the necrosword which uh in the comics is connected to the symbiotes aka venom and the like um they have not said as such as far as the mcu is concerned but we can read between the lines (laughs) yeah but it's this really powerful sword that has the ability to kill gods god's little g gods uh (laughs) and um he ends up confronting the god that he was praying to and the god essentially was like whatever puny little you know humanoid who's not you know can live for eternity you know so sad for you but whatever i'm a god and i am going to live forever and look at all of my food and water and stuff that i have and um gore essentially takes the sword and kills said god and decides that all gods must die because they're useless Mm -hmm. Um, and And the god he was praying to was a little surprised that he did take the sword and took him out it's just like yeah and see this coming yeah because <laughs> the sword just kind of appeared uh, right because it, it kind has of that ability. Into his hand yeah it just kind of appears and if someone takes it they become essentially uh influenced by it and corrupted kind of like another certain corruptible artifact that we've seen recently blue in color well i was thinking more of a book uh oh that too i was yes. thinking blue in color cube no no i was i was thinking no. something a bit more dark <laughs> and oh, corruptible yes. in book form and black black yeah. fingers yes yes okay. gotcha yeah now yeah now i know where we're yep okay yeah so gore is like okay screw this god suck i've got this sword has the ability to kill them i'm gonna go on a killing spree la-di-da go me 
as um, one does as one does <laughs> so he goes off all over the universe because uh, this power you know the sword gives him all sorts of powers including the ability to create monsters which were way too spider-like for my liking when watching the film <laughs> but whatever um and <laughs> you know goes off and just starts killing gods and anybody who get not just gods but anybody who gets his gets in his way of said gods just you really couldn't have come three years earlier and taken out thanos yeah that really <laughs> it's it's not like bitter not it's, bitter yeah it, it's like they're trying to be like okay thanos was an issue a little while ago this would have been useful back then Mm -hmm. Ooh, disney what if please yeah, really. episode <laughs> please and thank you you're welcome right <laughs> what if gore the god butcher had stopped thanos yes <laughs> or what if thor had actually gone for the head <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking yeah. of thor meanwhile mm -hmm. he has no idea that gore is doing this thing quite yet because he's busy off hanging with Getting the guardians the of the galaxy thanks to a nice little montage narrated by a certain rock uh bff <laughs> by the name of korg mm -hmm. that we all love again played by taika watiti in all fabulousness uh so korg is is giving us a nice little narration while we learn about what thor has been up to since the events of endgame and um we we see his training montage where he goes from dad bod to bad bod mm -hmm. you know he goes from god bod mm -hmm. to dad bod to bad bod so which mm -hmm. is true both for thor and for chris hemsworth everything i have read they can which in a way this is kind of i guess if you wanted to interpret it in a way kind of why are you focusing so much on body image but because he is playing thor i guess it is relevant but everything i've been reading is talking about the fact that how the, if for this particular movie this is the buffest thor chris hemsworth has ever portrayed I like he's it. been he's been buff Mm -hmm. since he uh -huh. started playing thor but this is like but he's ripped in the jacked song. ripped <laughs> so far he he's like 231 pounds of just straight muscle having to mm -hmm. eat like eight times a day just to keep up the caloric intake that all that muscle would be burning <laughs> so Oof, the man got jacked <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. uh -huh. not necessarily my cup of tea when it comes to body type when it comes to men but you know, I've seen videos of Chris Hemsworth. You, you gotta give, you gotta give the guy the man props for a yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Props I'm lucky for doing if I can that. get on the treadmill for twenty mm -hmm. minutes a day. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess I when you're being that. paid the big bucks, yeah, when you're getting paid the big bucks to to get to get ripped like that, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. 
there you go well and he likes to say that he will continue to play thor for as long as it's physically possible and i'm like dude you keep outdoing yourself with each one yeah you're gonna hit a plateau at some point serious Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes Or it's going to start looking ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh, so. That being said, Rip Thor is now, you know, hanging out with the Guardians, you know, has been hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, is still wielding Stormbreaker. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, um, they, they... Much to Star-Lord's chagrin kind of yeah. running the crew. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's he's kind of taken the approach that he does not get involved in the battle until someone comes up to his comes up comes up to him and says, "Thor, we need your help to win this battle." Uh, so, uh, uh, so that's where we encounter them in you know current time is their their latest, uh, you know, them trying to save a, a planet of 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 beings. Um, in the process Thor destroys their sacred temple um, Mm -hmm. but stops the bad guys from killing these people so it's win-win so in payment they get a pair of screaming goats very large (laughs) large screaming goats goats, which these goats are canon (laughs) (laughs) to the comics they are known as Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher. <laughs> I, I what imagine we're doing when we hear them scream. Yeah, <laughs> I I imagine that screaming goats are more uh, palatable on the page and not in audio and visual. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and they're not like goats. They're like goat like size of a small dragon goat yeah like they they would get along well with a certain teleporting dog that we all know and love yes size wise yes yes (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) um but um because gore is you know doing destruction everywhere they finally catch wind of it because of all the distress calls that people are sending out going you know someone come help us or is being destroyed um it's never missed messages whoopsies yeah really (laughs) check your phone every now and then folks check your inbox um and one of the one of the distress calls is from lady sif so of course thor is like ah oh that's my friend uh so he and the guardians part ways at this point so that's the last we see of the guardians in this film uh, and thor goes with korg and the screaming goats uh <laughs> to go to try to save lady sif he manages to save her she thinks she's dying going to valhalla turns out no she just lost an arm she can join the club of i'm in the mcu and have lost an arm um <laughs> Phil Coulson, founder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> yes, Bucky Barnes. I, technically, we could probably throw Nebula in there. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, 
but she explains to him who who gore is and all that and uh warns him that gore's next target is new asgard so we get to go back to new asgard which we saw in uh endgame um and of course valkyrie has been king all this time and being king of new asgard not not nearly as thrilling as being king of actual asgard apparently so a lot of ribbon cuttings and meetings and paperwork (laughs) and more ribbon cuttings so uh but thankfully thor gets there in time as gore unleashes his attack but in the process um uh, he finds out that they've got some help that mm-hmm. well valkyrie is able to kick ass very well um and plenty of the the people living there are able to kick ass very well and obviously thor can kick ass very well uh they still need a little help and that is in the form of jane foster who's now wielding yeah. mjolnir or Mew Mew, yep. as Mew Mew Darcy likes to call him, which we did get Darcy for yes. a brief scene, which I was making me very happy. I'm always happy when Darcy makes an appearance. And we get the callbacks to the very bad but still brilliantly staged plays of the Saga yes, that is Because we, yeah, we get the introduction of Jane. Jane's going through cancer treatments. Um and you know darcy is there trying to be supportive of course jane being the type a that she is is doing her own personal research trying to figure out how she can try and fight this thing because it's stage four which is bad uh even eric selvig who we get a nice little cameo from um is like sorry (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. can't help you you're my friend i would love to try and save your life but there's only so much you can do and of course darcy is all like well you know you can always go beyond earth science to maybe space viking um Mm -hmm. and magic uh, yes (laughs) and jane's like hmm so she goes off goes off to new asgard and we get to see new asgard and you know valkyrie doing the ribbon cutting and how it's become this tourist attraction kind of like disneyland <laughs> there's mm-hmm. cruise ships parked you know parked at docks right there mm-hmm. on, the, on the coast <laughs> surprised they didn't put one of the disney ships cruise ships on there yeah. just just for <laughs> the hell of it um but yeah it's it's very it's advertising opportunity i know really yeah. uh there's you know you can go on guided tours led by daryl if you remember daryl from the uh thor needs a roommate short mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> yep from the team thor <laughs> so daryl yep. apparently has now gotten a job as a tour guide at new asgard <laughs> but of course when he's not playing video games <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> Uh, of course we have to uh have a uh you know some sort of entertainment for the masses and what better than uh we had the um the the stage (laughs) production of essentially dark world in Mm -hmm. ragnarok so now in love and thunder we have the stage reproduction of ragnarok complete with some of our 
recognizable cast, including <laughs> including Matt Damon <laughs> playing Loki. Yep. Sam Neill is as mm-hmm. Odin, Luke Hemsworth yep. as Thor, and introducing Melissa McCarthy as Hella. Yes. <laughs> and I forgot the entire thing. I was like, okay, I was just waiting. I was like, okay, who's gonna be playing Hella? Who is it? Who is yep. it? And mm-hmm. then she goes bust again. <laughs> I was like, it, it was it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I'm dying. I laughed so hard during this movie and out loud several times. I'm surprised people weren't turning their heads and looking at me like, what is she on? Um, <laughs> oh. But uh but it apparently it turns out that if we get a nice little uh montage again, flashback of thor and jane's relationship when they were together so like when they first properly Mm -hmm. got together and thor was coming to earth quite a bit and they were dating and having all sorts of fun they were they were rollerblading together and going on dates and this that and the other thing and that is his involvement with the avengers got more involved he would you know be off doing things and then her work uh you know as a as a scientist uh got more involved and you could just they were just growing apart um mm-hmm. to the point where just the relationship there were you know the they weren't on the same page anymore and yeah jane was the one that dumped him uh <laughs> she wrote a yeah. she wrote a dear john letter and left it left it for thor um but when they were still together and happy at one point um when they were at home one evening just chilling and you know they're talking you know talking about how much they love each other and you know that sort of thing and that's when thor still had mjolnir and he of course thor being thor thor uh, yeah he says to mjolnir not thinking anything about it because he just thinks oh, no. there's really just a hammer a very good hammer but just a hammer and he's like Not sentient yeah, yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't realize that both milner and and stormbreaker have a bit of sentience to them mm-hmm. um so you can talk to him they understand what you're saying and he offhandedly says something to milner that hey if anything ever happens make sure you protect jane and so that's exactly what happens. So when Jane is becomes very, very ill and is looking for answers, Mjolnir essentially calls to her. Um, and by taking and deems her worthy enough to take up Mjolnir, because it still has an enchantment on it. Stormbreaker doesn't. Stormbreaker doesn't have the enchantment. That's why anybody can pick up Stormbreaker, even, you know, whoever. Um, uh, so... Uh, Mjolnir is like, hey, come hang out with me. You'll you won't feel sick anymore, uh, and you'll have awesome Thor powers. And so they, that's how they end up reunited. But uh, you know, Thor, <laughs> bless Chris Hemsworth. You know, the man, obviously, God bod. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is is 
looks the part and does a very good job with the action and stuff um but the man is funny yes he does mm-hmm. a fantastic job of finding the humor and playing it in a way that makes perfect sense for this character you know you've got like tony stark who's funny but in like a sarcastic kind of way and you got star lord who's funny in a kind of stupid kind of way uh, right <laughs> or he thinks he's smart but he's not as smart as he thinks he is um and then you have thor who's this tough guy but also, doesn't know any better <laughs> yeah he's this tough guy but he's also feels his emotions and kind of wears his heart on his sleeve especially when it comes to the two loves of his life essentially jane and mjolnir and mm-hmm. like he's upset to see jane because it's been so long since they've seen they've seen each other and we yeah we see that even in the trailer it's like oh how long has it been and jane's like oh three years he's like actually eight years and blah 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 and that's because uh, people are talking chalking that up to the fact that jane was snapped so for her it's been mm-hmm. three years not eight uh <laughs> because she lost five um yeah Yeah. uh so like he's you know it's always weird to see an ex um but he's even more weirded out seeing mjolnir intact yeah Uh (laughs) oh and and then stormbreaker gets a little jealous (laughs) this is a little like subplot of mule of uh Thor looking longingly like, Thor, at you better sleep with one eye from- open. I mean, he had murder on on his mind. <laughs> it's almost like if, you know, if the doctor, you know, was like, oh, an old sonic screwdriver, his new sonic mm-hmm. screwdriver is like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, like uh Mickey said when Sarah Jane and Rose met up. Oh boy, the misses and the X. This is going to get interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. It's like Thor might not have moved on love life wise, but he did weapon wise. Uh, yes, <laughs> kind of had to honestly, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the universe kind of was at stake at the at the time. So yes, yes. So it it wasn't personal. No. It's just Mjolnir was a sort of indisposed yeah yeah but don't try try to explain that to stormbreaker you'll you'll just get the cold shoulder (laughs) Mm -hmm. well well, again i I, let's repeat the the words of odin is he the god of hammers Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) so um the they manage to stop gore that time but in the process gore kidnaps a bunch of asgardian kids including uh axel hemdall's son um which this entire movie was kind of a family affair in a way um because like when we see when uh korg is giving the kind of tldr of thor's life and you've we've seen it in the trailers the you see like young thor running and then like a uh, like a preteen thor running and then obviously chris hemsworth thor running through the woods the two younger thors are chris hemsworth's kids oh, those wow. are his two sons cool. and then 
Gore's daughter is played by Hemsworth's daughter, India. Oh, wow. And then Chris Hemsworth's wife plays the woman on the wolf uh, <laughs> when he's making out with the woman on the giant wolf. That's Chris Hemsworth's actual wife. Um, <laughs> and then Christian oh. Bale, Natalie Portman's and Taika Wichiti's children all play some children in Asgard. So this was like a whole family thing, um, uh, it, you know. In the uh, and of course, obviously, Chris's brother Luke plays the stage version of Thor, <laughs> for, you know, opposite Matt Damon's Loki. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, so you know, obviously, we got to stop the God Butcher and save the SS Guardian children. What are we gonna do? Let's go find some other gods to help us. So where can we find some other gods that haven't already been killed? Omnipotent city. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where all your stereotypical, like, your, your lore of gods kind of takes place there. That's where you have, like, all the the gold and the jewels and the you know the wine is flowing and there's orgies and <laughs> kind of like Mount, probably like mount olympus yeah yeah a, yeah, a little bit so they they go to uh, omnipotent city uh to try to convince zeus who is the leader of the gods to try and help stop gore mm -hmm. They're like, no, because we're safe here. We've got our food. We've got our wine. We've got our orgies. Why bother? Um, and, and Zeus played that other by Russell Crowe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. With oh. the weird, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a Greek accent, which I get. Uh huh. It sounds a little weird coming out of Russell Crowe's mouth. Uh, yes. <laughs> But in a way, it kind of works. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and Zeus definitely got like the dad bod and was like, eh, this is fine. Uh -huh. And sticks with yep. it. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, and of course, Thor is like, well, can't have this. A fight breaks out. Um, they end up, uh, a number of gods end up getting killed. Uh, Zeus ends up getting impaled by his own lightning bolt. He ends up surviving, um, but uh, but the, they got at least the lightning bolt, uh, which is a very very strong weapon. Uh, so they're like, "Well, fine, y'all aren't going to help us. I'm going to take this lightning bolt, and we're just going to go." So it's essentially Valkyrie, Jane, Korg. And Thor, although Korg ends up getting damaged, his body ends up getting destroyed, so only his face is left. But apparently with his species, as long as you have a face, you're still alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. He's made out of rocks. Why not? Uh. <clears throat> so, although we do get to see... It, when they get to Omnipotent City, a whole bunch of different gods, some of them completely made up, some of them from actual lore. Um, like we have Bao, the god of dumplings. <laughs> nice <laughs> nod to the, the, the short, yes. the, the mm -hmm. Pixar short Bao. Um, there's uh, Korg, 
his species there, God Nini Nani, mm-hmm. uh, who sits on a throne that looks kind of like the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones, except made out of scissors. Yep. Which you know, rock beat scissors. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, and yes, we do see all of Thor's butt. Yes, it's not pixelated in in the movie. Nope. So it is it is a full moon. <laughs> yeah, it is a full just, Hemsworth moon. So. And I just love how Valkyrie and Jane are just saying like, "Should we go out to help?" Eh. Nah. We're good. I mean, he More makes it. I mean, him ended up being <laughs> naked, and it means like half of the people faint. So that's you yeah. know, <laughs> less people that will be in their way when they try to steal the lightning bolt. So mm-hmm. you know, in a way, it's kind of a win-win. So what they don't show, obviously, they <laughs> pixelated the butt for the trailer because it's going to be you know shown on things like TV. Um, right. But one of the it's one of those things where the trailer has been altered, and what they don't show that's been altered out of the trailer is Thor's extensive back tattoo that is a tribute to Loki. Yeah, he's got Loki's like helmet tattoo. Yes, very largely on his back, over his shoulder blades kind of like wings <laughs> yeah yeah and then he's got a smaller tattoo that's on his side that ha- it's like a list of the other people that have died there's like tony stark hemdall <laughs> so that was rather funny but yeah it's this big thing it says like r.i.p loki you are missed or something like it's 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 so funny it's kind of bad too little do you know i imagine i imagine thor probably got that on impulse after consuming some beverages um Mm -hmm. and who knows how many of those are done on a deer by rocket goading that too (laughs) i could just see rocket doing that that is true yeah I could almost see Rocket tattooing him while he's passed out, actually. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, yeah, the even better. Yes. Yes. And canon accepted. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, but because Axel is Hemdall's son, he has Hemdall's ability um, to see things in the universe as long as he uh, he's able to communicate uh so thor is uses that to help him um and um they uh take off to what is known as a shadow realm to try and save the the children um and they realize in the process that gore is going to try to take stormbreaker because stormbreaker can summon the biofrost he needs the biofrost to enter the realm of eternity which is this other dimension where uh, if you can reach it, it will grant you a wish. Um, apparently in the, in the comics, Eternity, it's not necessarily as simple as that. So they, they simplified it for this. Um, 
though. Um, and um, in the fight, Valkyrie gets injured, um, and that uh, they do manage to save the kids. Uh, thankfully, because um, Thor uses Zeus's thunderbolt the Zeus's Thunderbolt and it temporarily gives them power the power of Thor mm-hmm. and he makes sure to specify just for now like yep <laughs> and, and it's really funny cause, gets yeah because you've got all these too. yeah yeah the, and he's like you know kids just grab whatever you can find to try and fight with and then you know the place where they are it's like dark and torn apart so there's rocks and sticks and all sorts of stuff for them to to be able to to utilize as weapons but there's one girl that she had like her stuffed rabbit with her and she's shooting like laser bolts out of this rabbit's eyeball it was it was like like, "Ah!" it's so fluffy let me take it out yeah oh so and, and so Rose's music to yeah. a good portion throughout in yeah nice there's a place. lot of there's a lot of gnr in here a lot of it is off of the same album appetite for destruction imagine for destruction. that How appropriate yeah uh, <laughs> and then a little bit from from one of the use your illusion albums the uh kind of yeah. the breakdown momentous build from november rain yeah 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 because actually one of the production designers on this film was the guy that helped make the november rain music video oh wow cool yeah yeah so there you go um so yeah valkyrie's injured uh they manage to save the kids but thor or by himself is not strong enough to stop stormbreaker um even though he's tried because he sent jane back to the hospital because she's getting weaker every time she takes off the thor armor essentially and sets mjolnir down um and the doctors are like well yeah she's super strong when she's in thor mode but the the power of thor is so strong that they treat the treatment she was receiving the chemotherapy is essentially being wiped from her body so if her body was going to respond to chemo it can't because the chemo is getting essentially wiped from her system before it's able to try and do anything so she's a she's really killing herself faster every time she takes up the mantle of thor um but um of course this being a superhero movie thor by himself trying to fight gore is struggling jane realizes that she needs to go and help um even though the next time will likely kill her she does goes and helps uh but it's a little too late because uh gore still ends up getting access to eternity but um Thor ends up convincing him not to wish to destroy all the gods, but to wish for his daughter back. Um, uh, based on the, uh, you know, the the love and affection displayed between Thor and Jane, 
it convinces Gore that uh, you know he he'd be better off instead of just you know destroying all the gods is not going to bring his daughter back, mm. but he can bring his daughter back and she can try and have a better life even though Gore is going to die either way because of the the curse from the sword. <clears throat> so he ends up wishing his his daughter back, um, and. Um, uh, but before Gore dies, he asks Thor to take care take care of his daughter. Jane ends up dying, and disappears into a swarm of tinkling lights, just like when Odin died in in Ragnarok. Um, and um, we end the movie with Thor now being essentially adopted dad to this girl, um, whose name is love <laughs> hence the love and thunder because he's the god of thunder so and but now Mew he Mew is he's got Mew Mew back and, and yeah he's got Mew Mew back and love is a uh, wielding stormbreaker <laughs> so. and stormbreaker seems to be pretty much okay with it so it's a win-win yep. for everybody yep uh, meanwhile, Korg gets a new body. He goes off with one of his kind to have their own baby. Um, Lady Sif, even just with her one arm, back to being the badass that she is. She and Valkyrie are now helping train the children that want to be trained in, in battle. Um, and uh, Thor and Love go off to have all sorts of adventures and um, in our mid-credit scene, we see Zeus, who has not died, very pissed off at what has happened, um, vows to get revenge on Thor, but obviously he's in no state to do it, so he sends his son, Hercules, <laughs> off to oh, do goody. so. So we now have Hercules in the MCU. Um, and then our post-credit scene is Jane reaching the gates of Valhalla, where she is greeted by Hemdall. Nice to see Idris Elba again, um, who yes. thanks her for saving his son. And uh, essentially, it's like, hey, you died, but look, you're in Valhalla, girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to have a good time Welcome here. Welcome to the party. So, <laughs> yeah. So, in theory... Death ain't so bad. <laughs> yeah. In theory, if you go to Valhalla, you can come back. It's That's not permanent. Right. I would imagine that they're probably going to leave Jane dead and in Valhalla, though, because I know Natalie Portman really did not want to come back and do any more of these movies. Uh, <laughs> if she could help it. So the fact that they've essentially killed Jane off and given her a really good send off, um, I, I'd imagine that they, unless they came up with something absolutely amazing, they'd be really hard pressed right. to find a way to convince her to come back. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, I think. Um, yeah, you know, to have her that's return. probably how they got her that's probably how they got her here in the first place is like hey we promise we'll kill your yeah. character off and yeah, yeah that's probably that's off. probably why she yeah yeah why she yeah. got a uh, why she they, they got her to come back yeah 
Yeah. So, um, you know, and then obviously Christian Bale is, is Gore, the God Butcher. Um, for <laughs> for what this movie is, I think they did a, a pretty decent job. I, Gore is definitely not, you know, uh, a, a nemesis to be trifled with. Right, and yeah. Christian Bale is really good about... taking on some of these roles he, he can be a very good chameleon um yes but it, it comes to these roles um he was he was at first hesitant to take on the role because he didn't necessarily want to do something else in the comic book realm after doing three batman movies his kids right. convinced him otherwise <laughs> thank you children um yes. they had to tweak gore's look quite a bit because he looks a bit too much like Laura Voldemort <laughs> in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, okay, so I wasn't imagining things. I'm just thinking No, yeah, no. He like okay. he has no nose in the yeah. comics. So <laughs> you know. I mean as the movie goes on, Gore's look gets more and more like his body gets more and more scarred and and you know creepy even creepier looking as it goes on because like he's got all these like religious markings at the beginning that he off screen like tries to remove from himself because he's essentially like god suck therefore any religious paraphernalia i have on me must go away um you know plus he's being slowly uh you know destroyed by this sword again a lot like <laughs> a lot like a certain book that we've seen recently um <clears throat> it corrupts the user inside and out um so but gore in the in the comics in the, in the way he yeah yo he is the god butcher and I guess there are several deleted scenes from the theatrical cut that are probably more in vain of Multiverse of Madness as far as the horror aspect of it. And they didn't necessarily want to go that route. They didn't want it to be too bloody or too... Ugh for this movie so it'd be interesting when we get like the the real you know like the home release of dvd and the digital and stuff we start seeing those deleted scenes there's also supposed to be scenes with um uh both um jeff goldblum and peter dinklage as the grandmaster oh, really? and really but those scenes were cut from the theatrical release release as well but according to natalie portman there is a crap ton of deleted scenes uh Ooh, so it'll be interesting to to see what gets released out there like right. online versus you know mm -hmm. well if you want to see this you're gonna have to go get the dvd slash blu-ray slash digital release whatever um right you know home home release um but yeah the the killing of the gods if they kept that stuff in would have been more sam raimi multiverse of madness-esque look and feel to it which if the entire movie had that feel that would be fine because it would fit 
um Mm -hmm. but the rest of this movie is very much like your kind of your 80s saturday morning cartoon (laughs) superhero you know like (laughs) he-man type Mm -hmm. uh, look and feel to it so it would have just been a bit it would have it would have been too much of a you know yeah uh take take you out of it so i but all things considered, I think Christian Bale still did a really good job. Gore is definitely, he's very creepy. You know, you can just tell by looking at him. It's like, this guy is not right. And my life is probably in danger, you know. <laughs> you just kind of look at him and you're like, you're like uh, Ralph Wiggum on The Simpsons on the bus where he's like, I'm in danger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's very much like that um and obviously the 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 whole jane mighty thor cancer thing and you know it ended up killing her is sad um you know when when jane finally you know after she takes on the mantle one more time and comes and helps you know try and, and help thor and it ends up costing her you know and thor is like you know, I, I still love you. You know, I wanted, to, I still want to be with you. We were going to have this, you know, we could have had this future together. And it's, it's sad. You know, I definitely found myself getting a little, a little emotional during her, her death scene. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's beautifully done, I think. Um, and I, and like I said, I kind of knew it was coming because I, I just kind of assumed that they were going to go pretty much with the 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 plot from the comics um they were gonna go that route um but overall the movie's just fun i mean it's 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 not like i said there's not anything necessarily mcu shattering as far as plot or dropping anything um yeah it's it obviously with hercules there could potentially be ripple effects in the future at some point, but he could pop up years from now and it would, it could make perfect sense. And I don't think that's something that needs to be paid off anytime soon, especially since we know what is coming anyway, they can wait to pay that off. And I think it'll be perfectly fine. Um, you know, the, is this the, you know, where would I rank this as far as like the MCU after 29 movies? I don't know if I'd necessarily put it in my top 10. It's probably top 15 for me. Um, as far as the Thor movies are concerned, Ragnarok, I think, is still the best. Um, but, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a perfectly good take a break after all the crap that we've been through in the mcu for the last what Mm -hmm. four five years (laughs) infinity war was what 2018 
<laughs> so yeah so four years so it's like all the crap that we've been through with infinity war and endgame and the, the spider-man oh all these things and in the in the disney plus shows with the feels and all that stuff i mean there's still some feels in here but this is just one of those mcu fun popcorn movies kind of you know kind of like guardians you know there's there's some important stuff in the guardians movies but again they're fun to watch and um it, you know if you just want to sit and be entertained for a couple of hours which this is i mean as far as mcu movies this is two hours it's short mm-hmm. yes <laughs> so it's just it's just a nice little two hour you know we've just we've been fresh air yeah we've just been so ramped up for so many years with the mcu that's like we finally get to this and people you know people are like oh it's boring or it's you know it's too weird or whatever i was like first of all it's taika with tv it's gonna be weird uh right (laughs) have you ever seen what we do in the shadows it's weird the guy is weird but he's a fantastic mm-hmm. director. Um, yes. And not every MCU movie needs to be earth shattering either. No. Yeah. They can't keep us emotionally like on turn to 11 the entire time. They need to give mm-hmm. us a chance to just sit and breathe and laugh Mm-hmm. and go haha what a weird thing that uh, that just happened or look at that thing or look at that easter egg like oh mm-hmm. a god of dumplings that's weird yeah because mm-hmm. <laughs> something so, tells me things are going to get dark serious and amped up to plus 11 pretty darn quick well yeah because we've got <laughs> kang right around the corner right yeah yeah we so, know what is coming so for the love of all things mcu give us a chance to breathe and this is what this movie is yeah yeah so that's my two cents (laughs) yeah yeah i I think taika watiti he's a fantastic director he's a fantastic writer um you know the the it it looks really good you know it's bright and it's fun except where when they're in this other you know this dark dimension where it literally is kind of it's shot it looks really cool because there's not supposed to be any light per se at least not enough that gives off any color um so it looks really cool it kind of has a sin city kind of look to it if you know mm-hmm. the, like the sin city movie looks like yeah um, it kind of looks like that it's really cool of course the soundtrack michael Gia- giacchino who's done a number of the mcu movies fantastic again um you know he did dr strange and all three of the the tom holland spider-man movies um so and then yeah a lot of <laughs> a lot of guns and right roses um although there's so- some other classic rock in there too there's some dio um there's interesting use of uh enya uh only yeah. die, so. 
that I will leave folks to watch this. So. Uh, so, um, some ABBA, Mary J. Blige, which mm -hmm. is cool. So, yeah. Um, but it's quite, yeah. quite the eclectic soundtrack. It is. It is. It yes. is. It is very eclectic. But again, it kind of works. Mm -hmm. You know, the Thor and having the Guardians there, at least for the beginning, I think also helps justify that because we've gotten used to having popular music with the Guardians. So why not have that rub off on Thor? In a, in a weird way yeah. so um but yeah i mean good solid movie not anything to not anything earth shattering but if you if you mm -hmm. just want a couple of hours to and a reason to uh you know chill with some popcorn right. and have a good laugh although be careful laughing you don't chop, you know choke on your popcorn uh <laughs> highly i i do recommend it you know it's it's not when you need to rush to for fears of spoilers you know yeah. like oh my god it's you know whatever um but if you just want a good time definitely you know it's it's not the best movie it's not the worst it's good solid I, like i said top 15 i think would you agree yeah. holly oh yeah top that's, 15 yeah yeah top 15 which considering we're at almost 30 movies that's pretty good <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that's halfway. So yeah. <laughs> that's what that. half. Yep. And we'll probably stay there too as as more movies yes. come out too. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. We'll Number 30 is coming out in November. Brings. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Oh boy. I know. <laughs> It's like, hey, number 29 and number 30 is right around the corner. Feel old yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Uh, oh, good time, yo. <laughs> yep. Well, our two cents on Thor Love and Thunder. It's. awesome well if uh any of our listeners want to chime in on their thoughts uh or love and thunder or anything else we discussed this week in the news and such uh, you can send us feedback our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com our website is the fiveishfangirls.com and there you can find links to our social media and ways to support the podcast and you can leave comments which we will also include as feedback um and you know like i said you can find ways to support the podcast through our patreon and our merch shop and other things and as always we thank you for your support for your listening for your comments and all the other things we're glad that you're out there listening to our ramblings and other mm -hmm. assorted shenanigans and you know stay cool out there mm -hmm. literally and figuratively yeah really yeah because i'm just glad it's august finally because yeah yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yep. There's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I look forward to sharing my shenanigans from Gen Con when we return, assuming I survive. Yes. Now, is that this weekend or next weekend? That is this weekend. So, yes. Oh, boy. Have fun. Yeah, so if, if you see me, feel free to say hi. Otherwise, okay. stay tuned to our social medias. That, as Chrissy said, yes. you can find on our website. Yes. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. And, well, there's YouTube. But those, the Facebook and Instagram seem to be the main ones for yeah. now. During Especially Gen for this Con, particular those are the ones. During Gen Con, yeah. those are the ones you want to stay tuned to. After Gen Con, stuff will go yes. up on YouTube. So. so there you go. Cool. cool. All right. So with that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Bogus saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Sally from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Not bad for a human. to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.